trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. What's going on, fam? Welcome back to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And if it's your first time joining us, we scour the internet and find lesser known facts about some of the mega legends, big names, or what I always say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And after this episode, let's find out if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I got my bro from the south of China mm. joining me in the studio as usual. Yun Chi, what's happening, man? This is Yun Chi coming from the southern coast of China, <laughs> Canton <laughs> Province. Yeah, yeah. So today, you have someone that's national here in China, or someone international? You're going to introduce today. I've got an international artist, All right. and definitely a very underrated artist. And I look forward to educating、Uh-oh. our audience. You heard that, guys? Underrated. That means maybe you have never heard of this person. Oh, you definitely have. <laughs> Just wait until I brought up the other artist that she has collaborated with. You know, I just remember Daft Punk. That Daft episode Punk. where it was just like the whole time I had no idea who this the group was. And yes, I've heard of the name, but I mean, yeah.、Obviously. And also their work. Yeah. Especially just a few episodes、uh, before. Earlier, we were just playing Get Lucky. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. actually that's the, one of their、uh, <laughs> probably most famous works. Right. Right. So, what's yours? Well, for me, the artist I'm sharing is somebody that I kind of stumbled across in my research. And I had an opportunity to listen to a couple of her tracks, and she's kind of big in—I guess you could say—in the '80s and the '90s.、Mm. So kind of around the、um, the time of a lot of the big icons in Canto and Mando pop. Right. So、uh, she's was and probably still is a household name for a lot of people out here in China. So I'm thinking that Yunchi will definitely know who she is. Not sure if he knows her music, but I guess we'll find out in this. Yeah,、episode. I have a bigger shot for on people that are from the previous generation. Oh, really? Yeah, rather than the the current trendy ones, I, I know nothing about them. <laughs> I guess we'll find like, out. Like the one, the one that went to、uh, South Korea, the the boy band, and got another name for <laughs> for that guy. Yeah, so you heard that, folks. He's definitely gonna get it right, and if he doesn't get it right, then I have the、It's、permission to clown him. But before we get started, folks, we always want to drop our disclaimer that all of the facts that we find on the show are internet-based, could be outdated, could be a little erroneous. So reach out to us if you want to give us a fact check, and we'd love to hear from you. And hopefully, we can update it onto a later episode. So why don't we go ahead and get this cracking? I'm gonna go ahead and set it off with my fact number one, and this is according to Detailedpedia. Wow. And Wikipedia, <laughs> which is pretty much the same. And I hope I don't drop too much information in the beginning, but here goes anyway. This artist grew up in a place called Happy Valley. Happy Valley. And I think that's kind of interesting because in Beijing, there's a actual theme park called、oh, Happy、right. Valley, right? It actually is. It's actually a chained、uh, theme park like Disney World, Universal. Yeah.、Studios. But they, you can find all sorts of Happy Valleys in the major big cities in China. Okay. All right.、Yeah. So then that doesn't give quite much of a clue at, at all. Yeah.、Right? yeah. So It's not like an exclusive park here in Beijing. <laughs> All right, good. Her parents were senior government officials. Sounds、mm. like there could be a lot of perks with this type of、um, upbringing, but、And、also like a very strict parenting, maybe. Okay. All right.、Um, ooh, this looks like a really big clue that I'm not going to give. She was a classmate of another famous singer, which makes sense. 
when she was a primary six student. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I'm. I don't think that's quite sixth grade. I think primary six. Yeah, that's like when you're 12 years old. Okay, so right before you get into high school. That's right. Uh, she had already participated in something called the annual garden party in celebration of Queen Elizabeth II's birthday. So okay. yeah, I'm, I don't I, know the the first or the or the second. <laughs> well, I guess this annual garden party is a celebration of the queen. Anyway, right. she used to take part in that. She shook hands with Sir Murray Macleos. I guess he's the then governor of this area of where she grew up here in China. Mm. Um, she entered and received awards in speech contests during school speech festivals in her hometown, as well as singing in contests and events held internally in her. Secondary school and externally as joint functions, so she ended up getting her start by speech contests, and I think that that's quite different from normal because normally these artists are you know singing certain competitions or maybe their parents push them into it, but for this musician, she got into it by just talking good, and from this point, she met somebody that was. Mm, a scouter, I guess, a big name in this realm that discovered her, heard her talk, and this guy got her into music. I'm not sure if I should mention his name, but I think I'm going to anyway. His name is Angus Mack or Angus, Angus Mack. Mack. It doesn't ring any bell to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's that's pretty much my fact number one. Let's go ahead and move on to fact number two, and this is from the same sources, Detailedpedia and Wikipedia. Her first album was, I think this is where we start to get a little bit closer to right. some of the facts that might strike a chord with Yun Chi. Her first album was with a girl band, hmm. and it was a hit. Uh, her solo album was also successful, going platinum and earning her the, quote, most promising newcomer award. Hmm. So I guess she was somebody that was pretty hot on the scene after she left that group. From there, it was musicals, becoming a teen idol. She debuted in Japan. And she had a song called A Thousand Year Lover. Not sure if that... A Thousand Year Lover. Could, could you have a lover for a thousand years? What do you think? It's like a... It kind of <laughs> sounds like a mythical... A <laughs> That's mythical what it world. sounds like. I'm just, you know, just looking at the word verbatim and I'm just like... A lot of those like stories, uh, the mythicals in China, they kind of based off on this before life, after life. Uh, and when, when they really want to stress, you have a solid relationship or a, a love, then a commitment. Uh-huh. And then you will be lovers for all of these lives. Okay. Your previous lives and the afterlife. So that's probably how they added up to a thousand years. Okay. So that's a no from you, right? You you, you wouldn't be able to do it a thousand year love? No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great explanation though. All right. Moving right along here. She performed at the Hong Kong Coliseum with the big shots such as Jackie Chung, Anita mm. Mui, Leslie Chung, and a whole lot more. So for those that are not aware of the Hong Kong Coliseum, this is pretty much a venue where a lot of the big names in, in China go to perform. And after a record label changeup, she dropped out of college to focus on her music career. Not unusual, right? A lot of people drop out of school. She dropped another album that topped the charts and had a Japanese teen flair to it. Hmm. And one of the singles was awarded, quote, most popular disco song, and the album went double platinum. 
So this is kind of where her fame is starting to take off after she dropped out of school and focused more on her career. She shocked her fans and the industry when she announced that she'd be leaving the country to focus more on her studies. This is a signature clue for this artist because... So she initially dropped her education to pursue this show business. Right. But then after she got famous, then she decided to go back into education. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much that she's going to leave the fame and the money and the exposure and go back to school. I mean, to me, this just sounds abysmal. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I guess when you progress to the to get some like a moderate fame in the show business, doesn't require that much um, technical mastery mm. of your like your vocal skills. Okay, and so stuff. you're saying she's not an extremely gifted musician. No, I'm just saying in general. Probably like she entered the business without that much uh, gift or mastery on. Okay, or, uh, on or maybe the it wasn't a strong passion of hers to be a musician. Right. But after she got famous, then she realized she need to kind of dig deeper hmm. in the craft of this business. Okay. Yeah, to maybe to progress to the next level, and then she, oh, she thought, I probably need some education, some learning, <laughs> some teaching for that. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure how education and being a an appealing musician are related, but yeah, we're, I guess we're just slinging conjectures here. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to fact number three, this musician, according to Wikipedia, she still released another album and tried to change her appeal into a more sophisticated and elegant image. And I think this was because before she was kind of this teen idol appeal. Right. Yeah, yes. I want to be respected as an actual musician because sometimes yes. people think that these teeny bopper musicians are just not that... Yeah, know. or even like uh, Ma- Mavis fan. Mavis, Ma- yeah. Mavis fan, because she started by <laughs> singing children's songs. Right. And then she later she wanted to get more respect yeah, as a proper musician. And so she figured she And she was it. actually very good. Yeah. Those like a jazz tracks from her. Oh, those jazz tracks were magical. Magic. Um, so yeah, when she tried to change her appeal, of course there was some backlash, but her sales still did pretty good. She went double platinum with that as well. Uh, she released a Mandarin album, which had one of her signature singles in it, and it was called mm. "Silly Girls Love." Silly Girls Love. Yes, and this is a remake of a Spanish song called "La Loca." Well, okay. All right, so I think that means crazy woman. Yeah, la- loco. Yeah, loca. That's for the female version. Right, right, right. <laughs> crazy woman. <laughs> <laughs> she released a couple of other albums which largely played on the theme of farewell because again she's talking about jumping ship since it was before her academic departure the albums went on to be four times platinum and seven times platinum which was her most successful and she had some songs titled and hopefully one of these will reach Yunchi here um, it's a small world or when will I see you again and this is inspired from the 1970 soul group The Three Degrees mm. and she had another song called Song of Sunset and this was a remake from a Japanese singer Masahiko Kondo which we've talked about on this show a playboy that um, had some drama with his ladies uh, she had another one called Night Flight and this is a, a remake of a German song I actually quite like the remake of the classic good music yeah and that's how Michael Bublé got famous oh yeah he Michael never, Bublé right he uh, I don't think I don't know I don't I don't think, think that I know any original music from, from Bublé but <laughs> yeah you, you know Home right oh that's a re- original that's song that's an original song yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but apart from that apart but from yeah, that, most he got other, big by doing a lot of the classics other. right the classic covers and so it's going to strike a chord with um, you know 
the older generation. But um, but anyway, uh, we're going to keep going here. When leaving China, she ended a seven year relationship with her boyfriend and music producer. And according to this source, it, she, she claimed that she loved him the most. And then after she left, he ended up getting married and starting a family. But they remained close like siblings. That's I, weird. I, yeah, I think. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you about that. It just seems like when people break up, is it possible to still be close friends afterwards? I feel like this could be really, really hard, especially if that other person moves on. And then when you meet them, it's like you're meeting this person's yeah, family. It, it's. I don't think it's a matter of like can or cannot. It's a matter of should, should or shouldn't. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> like you just shouldn't, just like how you described. One person moved on, the、mm. other person still linger lingering. Yeah, maybe they're not lingering though. Maybe they just come came to an agreement that they're just not good for each other, but they still respect and have a certain kind of love for each other. But it's just not romantic love.、Mm. You know, I mean, I, I can't. It's hard to imagine. But... It's hard because I, I don't have this. I've never had this situation happen to me. But、yeah. it just seems like it would be really. Really tough. Yeah. So this artist pulled it off. Yeah, and even to go beyond that, when she ended up graduating from this school that she left music for,、um, this guy or her ex-boyfriend came with his wife to her graduation, along with Jackie Chung. Apparently, Jackie Chung is a good. So the the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Came to her graduation. Right with his wife. Wow. Yeah. So another step. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, again, it just seems a little bit. It would be really hard. But anyway, so yeah, let's go ahead and move on here. We're gonna go on to fact number four, and this is also from Wikipedia and Detailedpedia. She went to the U.S., the state of New York, to study psychology.、Hmm. Uh, same major as me. All right. And later claimed it was to fulfill a promise to her parents, and I think that's the biggest reason why she decided to give it up. Maybe because her parents were, you know, government officials. Probably they wanted her to stick with school. She gave yes, it up. His expectations. And she promised them probably that she was going to finish school, but yeah, and she kept that promise, which is kind of cool. A little bit more about her personal life. She dated an art designer for about eight years, and unfortunately, that didn't work out. And then a medical doctor for five years. And that dismantled as well. So, so she at like present a, she's a cat lover. She has around like nine cats or something like that. Okay, so she so. derailed from the music profession. No, no, no. I mean, I think her music is still going on. During this time frame, she dated a few other other guys, but it didn't work out. So she, I think she just gave up on guys and just got a whole bunch of cats and said, "Yeah, this is this is going to work." So yeah, in 2002, she was diagnosed with anxiety disorder after the breakup with her second boyfriend and the accidental death of her cat. Wow, must be hard. It's like a yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not really a big pet person, but I could I could understand when I lost my first dog. It was it was pretty traumatic. So I mean, I guess if that happens, at but the you same just time, said you're not a pet person. I'm not a big pet person, though. But、I'm、you、not. had your you lost your first dog. Well, I was like. Seven or six、okay. years old, so you didn't have that dog by choice. <laughs> it was given from your parents. I don't know if it matters, but I mean, yeah, you, as a kid, of course, you're gonna bond. I guess you get more attached to animals, but、mm. I guess it's the same for adults. I don't know. So it's not that much of a family, yeah. <laughs> I Companion. I don't know. Then we might be on really dangerous waters here with these pets. <laughs> That's okay. Let's have an open mind. <laughs> Let's move on a little bit more here. After college, she had a couple of comeback albums, which won her some rewards and acclaim. But so many changes in the industry left her quote disappointed and discouraged. 
I think whenever you step away from something that you were pretty good at and then you try to come back to it, there's going to be a time frame that it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough to readjust and get back to it. And sometimes you never get back to that original steam that you had, you know, right. and that seems to be the case for this artist. Unfortunately, some of the the sales continued to decline and they weren't as popular as before. And she attributed a lot of that to audiences only being interested in image rather than content. And I think there's a fair amount of truth in that. But it's it's difficult to maintain your status, to keep being creative, in, especially in, in creation yeah. of music. Because it's just, you got to have that snap <laughs> of that inspiration. And does, it's mm. not guaranteed you're always going to have that. That spark, right, right, that creative drive. Or some people, writers call it like a writer's block where you just, no matter what comes out of your pen, it's just, you can't put anything down on the paper or you can't type anything because you just have, there's just nothing there. Yeah. And, um, but I think if you're a musician, sometimes you just need to produce like any, like any work, you know, any job you got to produce. So, right. But anyway, she also attributed this to uh, internet piracy or illegal downloading, right? A lot of people downloading music for free, right? I mean, in the 2000s time, I mean, I don't remember a lot of people buying CDs as much as they used to. Yeah, I, I, I never bought any CDs. So. <laughs> It's my bad. Okay, so you It's my get, bad. That you her, contribute to this. It's my bad that her business went down the hill. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to fact number five. And this is the last fact I have for you here. This artist held concerts throughout the Chinese mainland for a few years. And during this time frame, it was 2008 through 2012. And、uh, one of her songs titled Asia was the theme song for the 2010 Asian Games. Okay. All right. She's nicknamed the Hatted Diva or the Iron Lung Lady. And I think this the is. The Hatted Diva. The Hatted Diva. A hat, like a hat. Like she, no, like she wears, I guess, a lot of hats. Oh, hatted. Yeah,、like. the Hatted Diva. So she likes wearing hats. Iron Lung Lady. So maybe she's got a powerful resonance. Right, in her right,、voice. right. Yeah. The media attacked her for leaving during her prime. And I think she's never had a really good relationship with the media. Clearly, I mean, it sounds like she's from Hong Kong, so these Hong Kong medias can be really aggressive. And、um, yeah, they attacked her for leaving during her prime, but she claims it was one of the best decisions she's ever done because she enjoyed her time abroad and she fulfilled her promise to her parents. So I guess this artist is largely famous for being one of the top musicians in the Hong Kong scene. During the time、mm. of Jackie Chung, Anita Mui, and maybe Leslie Chung, during this time frame, but she left during the height of her career to go back to school. And this is,、yeah. the, I guess, a case where going to school actually is not good for you because. I mean, we're all told that going to school is, gives you more opportunities and it's, it's great to, to have an education. But in this artist's case, it kind of seems like it, it just dissipated a substantial amount of steam in her career and her momentum. And from there, she just never got back to that, that place. So, yeah, that's pretty much the biggest clue. I mean, I've noticed, I noticed some of her biggest singles, which was Night Flight, Song of Sunset, When Will I See You Again, Silly Girl. I mean, when you look her up, these are the songs that come up. I mean, I'm not、Pop、sure. first. Yeah.、Okay. So these are, I think for fans, they're probably already screaming the answer. But for Yoon Chi, that's pretty much all I got, man. So if you had to guess, 
who this artist is. I, I do have a name that fits okay. the, the nickname. <laughs> uh, Iron Lung Lady or... Iron Lung Lady? Iron Lung Lady. All right. So But I, I remember there are a couple of female or, in general, musicians that have been titled... Iron Lung, someone, someone. Yeah, I feel like I've heard. It's kind of generic. It's not like an exclusive uh, title, right? <laughs> title for anyone. So I guess the only thing, or the biggest thing to remember about this artist is the one that and school also, ruined her career. Uh, not necessarily. Maybe she's building up something uh, like a, even greater. Maybe in another five or ten years, because of what she learned <laughs> from, from that education. Experience, Possibly, yeah. She's gonna rise to a, a, like a even much, much higher, bigger. She'll stage. be an amazing psychologist in music. Yeah, but so miserable or tragic relationship history and. Uh, Uh, Iron Lung Lady? Yeah. Iron Lung Lady? Okay, mm-hmm. these two descriptions, they do fit one musician, and she's probably from that time frame. Mm-hmm. And I guess the the answer I have for this one, it's not 100% sure that this one be, <laughs> might be right, but I'm going to give it a shot. So okay. it might be uh, Huang Qishan. Huang Qishan. Okay, let's hear what the judges have to say about that. <laughs> So close, but no cigar. <laughs> so it's close, but close how? Uh, actually, I'm not sure how close it is. <laughs> the artist that I have for you today is Priscilla Chan or Chun Hui Xian. Okay. Priscilla Chan is a Hong Kong based veteran pop singer who rose to fame in the 80s in a girl trio called Girls Magazine. Since then, she ascended to be one of Hong Kong's top tier singers and sang some of the most popular Canto songs of all time. And another person who was in her group was the famous uh, Sandy Lamb. Right. That was the classmate that she went to school with. Okay, so that's to, her. I wanted to hold that back a little bit because I wasn't sure if that was too much info. But yeah, I got a couple of tracks that I would like to share, and a couple of them I've already mentioned on the show. First up, I got the one that I guess she's most famous for, and that's I guess it's a song that describes herself in the world of love, and that would be "Silly Girl," mm. and that will be followed by "Song of Sunset." Check it out. Just. 
顿感哀伤的漂亮。原来全是你，令我的思忆漫长。何年何月，才又可今宵一样？停留凝望里，让眼睛讲彼此立场。当某天雨点轻敲你窗。当风声吹乱你构想，可否抽空上这张旧模样？来日纵使千千阙歌飘于远方我路上，来日纵使千千晚星亮过今晚月亮，都比不起这宵美丽，亦绝不。Sunset by Priscilla Chun. Yeah, that's such a classic tune from Canton, from Hong Kong, from、mm. like、the Cantonese-speaking regions. Yeah, and I bet even the ones that don't even speak Cantonese, they have heard this tune before. It's quite、okay. a, it's quite a, like a a very famous folktale melody sort of thing. Oh, okay, okay. It's something that you don't really hear anymore. So I think that it's kind of special from that standpoint because it sounds quite historic. Uh, <laughs> the, the say historic, but just it just has a I don't know has a certain eighties. Era to it, and since I was around during that time, I can kind of identify with it a little bit.、Mm. So yeah, pretty cool. All right, man. So you got a Western star. Hopefully, I will get this right.、Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have started with like underrated artists. <laughs> that just sounds like it's it's not going to be someone that people know. But it she's actually known by、mm-hmm. many, and、uh, the more proper introduction to her would probably be a world class vocalist. Okay. So it's even it's someone that can truly master their vocal instrument. 
Okay. Yeah, and do all kinds of like uh, fancy singing techniques. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, really nice description and explanation of a vocalist, Yunshi. Appreciate yeah. that. Uh, no worries. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to charge you for this <laughs> for this education. All right, all right. But yeah, she's mentor on the Voice UK and Australia. Okay. I didn't know why I said that, but Australia. Yeah, <laughs> a more common tone. The Voice Australia. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. <laughs> <laughs> the Voice UK and Australia. Okay, mm-hmm. and her music style has been described as a mix of uh, soul, R and B, and hip hop. Okay. okay, now let's start from fact number one. Something about her personality, and this is according to the Independent. She's got two elder sisters who were both very good at the academics. Uh, they were both head girls in the school. Okay, so they were like valedictorian. And... Yeah, the kind of like the the leadership of the student unions and oh, stuff. Okay, representing, speaking for everyone. And uh, so during that time, like the teenage ages, she was living under the shadow of two <laughs> very academic sisters. Okay. Yeah, and the schoolmates, after they knew she was from one of them, they would expect her to be okay. like them as well. But yeah, smarts must be in the genes, right? Yeah, I, I think it's difficult if you have a sibling. And for for my personal experience, you, you don't you don't even have you don't even need to have a sibling like that. Your parents gonna compare you with like the the kids of their friends. Oh, in China, it, that's that's huge. it's a kind of thing. And yeah, uh, so that puts on pressure on the kids, and they don't know who or how they want to they need to behave or be like. Hmm. But for, at least for these artists, she was quite clear with with. What she wanted and what she was good at, and she said she never based her intelligence on her exam results. And her thing is that she knows how to draw. She can pick an outfit, or for someone, or does someone's that hair. That sounds like a backhand insult to her sisters. Like they didn't know how to dress. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, this is actually according to the Independent. These were the original words that she said. Her things that give me something to draw or an outfit to pick mm. for someone, all hair or makeup, or acting or writing. Song, so and she's fine with it. Okay. But, yeah, but academics never her thing. She's got personality to be comfortable with herself, and I think that's something quite important, especially for someone that's constantly being compared right. with the academic. So I got a fashion sense, and they're nerds. Okay, I'm good. I'm good with that. <laughs> she didn't say that, but it's a, it's, it's a it. way. It's a way of explanation. All right. Right now, fact number two. According to Digital Spy, Digital Spy, Digital Spy, right? So now I'm gonna give you some of the, the comments uh, from people about this musician. Okay. So an editor from The Guardian uh, shared her opinion about this artist and saying, "If any singer has the potential to be the British Katy Perry or Pink, it's gonna be her." Okay, Katy Perry and Pink, huh? And according to some of the comments that I saw on YouTube underneath her music videos. And so some of these comments are referring to her as someone that will go down in history as one of the best vocalists, and her vocal agility, her vibrato growls, do you know growl mm. like when I say like this, what a wonderful world. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I think of that song, but I don't know either, and I can kind of guess what growl meant. Yeah, but growl. thank you, thank you for that demonstration. Yes. So, so I think that's quite a, uh, an iconic um, signature from the vocalists hmm. because they can really incorporate this technique 
into the, their the growling scene, technique. The growling yeah. technique, and it's, <laughs> and when it's on the right point of a song, it really does bring it to the next level. And also another comment that says America needs to stop sleeping on her because she is a Whitney Houston, Celine Dion caliber artist. Wow, that's really that's a bold、uh, yeah. comparison. Right now, let's dial the time back, backwards to her early life. Fact number three, according to the Observer, as an 11-year-old, she was cast in Andrew Lloyd Webber's production of Whistle Down the Wind. Now, forget about the the opera. Do you know Andrew? Have you heard Andrew Lloyd Webber? Nope. So it's the dude that wrote Les Misérables. <laughs> right. It's a it's a French word. <laughs> right, 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 right. And also that opera show. The Phantom of the Opera is here. Okay, Phantom of the Opera.、Okay. Yeah, so he, Andrew Lloyd Webber, was the、uh, the, the production, the, the the guy that produced those two songs,、okay. uh, two opera shows, and many other famous ones. And according to NME Networks, these artists, when she was 15 years old, she won Best Pop Singer in the TV show Britain's Brilliant Prodigies. Okay, so this person must be from the UK. Yes. Okay. okay. And the at、uh, the age of 16, she began studying at the Brit, all capital B R I T Brit School, and she graduated in the class of 2006 along with singers Adele. And Leona Lewis. Oh wow! I was thinking that this person might be Adele, but you said Adele.、So like, <laughs> oh <"Damn."> no! <laughs> I was like, man. Yeah, that's the only female British <laughs> artist I know, and that name is gone. <laughs> and、uh, according to People.com, this artist,、uh, she said she used to sing with Adele at lunchtime together. Okay. And at age seventeen, she joined a girl group named Soul Deep. Soul deep. Spirit soul. Okay. Okay. Not the other soul deep. <laughs> And that group only lasted for two years because she didn't see the group going anywhere.、Mm. Okay. Now let's move on to fact number four. According to the Guardian and MTV News, she signed her first contract with Gut Records. What records? Gut.、Oh, never、I、heard of it. Gut. Gut. Yeah. As a songwriter, and she wrote alongside artists like、uh, Chris Brown,、mm. and she wrote on the Miley Cyrus track "Party in the USA,"、mm. and she recorded an album for the label, but the company actually went bankrupt before any material was. Okay,、released. that's why I guess I never heard of the company. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> and according to headquarters, her publisher later tried to connect her with Lava Records. Oh, that sounds like another bankruptcy in the, in the works. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Never heard Never of heard it. Heard of it. <laughs> I I'm not sure about if these records still joking. still alive. Yeah, but her publisher tried to connect her with these records, and the publisher sent the president a link to her MySpace page. MySpace, <laughs> which the executive actually loved. It's like, it's 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 odd、hmm. because for a Chinese audience who don't know what MySpace is, that's like the equivalent to a Q Zone. Okay, it's like the, you know Q. Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. very old time, and people still use it. But it's, it was popular like ten, fifteen years ago. Right, right. And Q Zone is when I, as a teenager, wrote down all those cringy thoughts as a teenager. Yeah, somebody yeah. notice me, please. That's pretty much what MySpace was. Yeah, the sentimental writings. Yeah. So yeah, her publisher. Sent her MySpace page to an executive or record label, 
And now fact number five, according to liveabout.com, following her success in songwriting, yeah, because she wrote the tracks for Chris Brown yeah. and Miley Cyrus. Uh huh. So and then later she signed a worldwide recording contract with the Universal Music Group. Okay, I've heard of this company. Right, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and she released her debut single in 2010, a song that was originally intended for Rihanna. Okay. And her follow-up single was released in 2011 with a featured rap from B.O.B. A featured rap from B.O.B. And okay. produced by Dr. Luke, and debuted at number one on the UK pop singles chart, and became her first release to break into the Billboard Hot 100 in the US. The song also charted at number one in New Zealand and Ireland, and also got her first American television appearance on Saturday Night Live in that same year. And then three years later, she scored her biggest hit in 2014 with a collaboration with Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj. Okay. So that's something probably will ring a bell if you have heard this song. To some listeners, yes. I'm not. A, I don't listen to a lot of Ariana or Nicki Minaj, Minaj because she's not. I'm not gonna play this track because it's not that. <laughs> it's probably too explicit to play.、Uh, yes, it's too explicit. That's how、yeah. we say it. It's too explicit. Right. And, and that same year, 2014, she relocated to the U.S. in California to be closer to Tony Reid. Oh, that's no, no. <laughs> too bad I don't know who she is. Forget about the last part. <laughs> okay, fact number six. According to BBC.com, she suffered a minor stroke at 18. A what? A minor stroke. Minor stroke. Oh wow. Which was attributed to her heart condition, Wolff-Parkinson-White syndrome, which she was diagnosed with at age. What syndrome? Eleven. Wolff-Parkinson-White. Wolff-Parkinson-White. Yes. Wow. That's... It's got like hyphens. So Wolff-Parkinson-White-Hyphen-White syndrome. Wow, never heard of that. Yep, but even though given her health status, she has been quite an inspiration because she has been participating in many charitable causes, and、uh, in also in 2011 she confirmed that she would be shaving her hair off for、oh, charity. Shaving your hair off for charity? Wow! Right, it's a way of、uh, attracting attention and publicity, I guess. Yeah, but I'm just trying to figure out the charity element. I mean, when you do charity. You're giving to people who are less fortunate. Giving your、right. hair to them. So again, yeah, it attracts, attracts. Yeah, that's that's probably how you, how you put it. Attracts attention. Okay. Because on on March fifteenth, twenty thirteen, her head was shaved live during some day,、uh, Red Nose Day, and helping to raise money for comic relief、uh, charity organization. Yeah, that's how you by doing something that's unusual and、uh, which attracts attention for a charity organization. Okay, and that's how the business is done. Okay, okay.、Yeah. So, but you... I, I think I've seen a lot of pictures about her that she's got a buzz cut. Okay, and the very last fact, and this might ring a bell to TJ because I've mentioned this singer before, and according to the Daily Telegraph. In 2018, she appeared on the sixth season of the Chinese Sing Competition. <laughs> I'm I'm a singer, and she won the champion from the TV talent show, making history as the first international singer to win the season in the show's six-year history. I love that show because it's、uh, you're gonna hear 
the rearrangements of the singer's old tracks, uh, like what Michael Bublé does.、Mm. The rearrangement, because the music theory progresses, right?、Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a song that was wrote and produced in 1950,、mm-hmm. and after 50 years, we can have a better arrangement, so it's gonna sound better. Yeah, for some people, yeah, depending on your tastes. Yeah, but I also do have a playlist that's <laughs> exclusive for the music produced in the 40s, 50s. Yeah, I also love the old. Yeah,、too. yeah, the old sound. Yeah, the vintage, the vintage vibe. Well,、yes. that, that's pretty much all you got, right? Yes, but also on the show, she made a couple of tribute to the other greater names in the music history. So she did a cover of "I Have Nothing," "Killing Me Softly" with his song "Purple Rain," "Ain't No Mountain High Enough."、Mm. So all these covers in the music contest, which. Eventually led her to winning the championship as the first international singer. Okay, well, I can't say that I have listened to any of this artist's music. I'll wait until I play them. I'm not sure if、uh, I'm aware of who this person is, but there is an artist that Yunchi constantly <laughs> brings up that I have laughed every time and said I have no idea who this person is, and I, it's just, it's just a name in my head. I'm again, I'm not sure if this person is American or British, but、uh, man, I have no idea. Do you still have that name in your head, or I still have that name in my head, so I'm just gonna go ahead and wing this answer. Probably won't be right, but、um, probably it, will be right. Is it Jesse J? There you go. The judge said, "No need more. No more need for <laughs> for the suspense." You have got it, but her original name, Jessica Ellen Cornish. Okay, I'm glad she changed that to Jessie J. <laughs> Which part of that name is? It's just really long and hard to remember. And according to the fact site, she sold over 11 million singles and 2.5 million records. She's received various accolades throughout her career, including the 2011 Critics' Choice Brit Award and the BBC Sound of 2011. Definitely underrated, underrated because,、uh, yeah, I can't recall any of her music. And the only reason I know her name is because Yoon Chi brings yes, her up、uh, quite a bit from time to time. Yeah. So, so hopefully, to some of our listeners out there, this is a name that resonates. And so. What tracks do you have from this artist? Right. So the first track I have for you is the one that features the rap from B.O.B. All right. It's a song called Price Tag. Okay, that sounds really familiar.、Right. I think I might have heard that song. That's what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and as I mentioned, I'm not going to play the one that's in collaboration from,、uh, with、uh, Ariana Grande and、uh, Mickey Minaj because you have Mickey Minaj in that song, so you know <laughs> what type of music it is. And, right,、uh, right, right. So I'm actually. Gonna do. We're gonna do something different. I am gonna. After we record this, I'm gonna play the covers of her covers on the music talent show singer of the old classic songs, and let DJ pick whichever he likes.、Mm. So we are gonna play Price Tag followed by TJ's choice. Uh, maybe I have nothing. Uh, okay. That's a, I think that's the、uh, remake of Whitney Houston, Whitney right? Whitney Houston. Okay. Well,、right. Let's see. Let's see how well she hey, fares. Don't say that. Let 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 we we gonna have a little bit suspense for this. <laughs> okay. Oh,、right. you you heard nothing. You heard nothing. All right. All right. Well, before we hear those tracks, I'm gonna go ahead and call it for this episode. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Pop Muse, and we. <laughs> 
We hope that some of these tracks will resonate with you. And if you have any artists that you think we should cover on the show, reach out to us and we would love to hear from you. And hopefully we can give you a trivia on your favorite artist. I'm TJ Reed. And it's Rainchi from the South. <laughs> Take it easy, folks. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. As long as you say piss. peace. Peace.
You 